Yeah, yeah. Welcome all, welcome all, welcome back, brothers and sisters. It is your buddy, brother, Kyle, and we are sitting here in the pod office looking to record yet another show for you. Hope you guys are ready for some good music to be thrown your way. This week, we're going to do something a little bit different than normal um, due to the fact that we've had, you know, We've had a passing in uh, rock and roll that has hit many, many, many people very, very hard. Um, I don't know that I can truly count myself as one of those people that it hit very hard, but seeing the response from fellow musicians and friends and fans alike, um, I, I would feel remiss if I didn't do something to honor this gentleman. In, in my own weird, let's let's just face it, slightly morbid way. Um, <clears throat> now, the reason I say it's slightly morbid is I decided that um, to kind of honor Taylor Hawkins, whom I, that's who I'm talking about, the drummer for the Foo Fighters, and uh, many other people he has sat behind the kit with, uh, notably Alanis Morissette, um, especially back in her heyday in the mid-90s when she was just breaking through. He wasn't on the albums, but he did play, at least he was not on Jagged Little Pill, that much I know. Um, he did play for her Jagged Little Pill tour originally. Um, they became fast friends. He's played drums with Perry Farrell, um, a litany of people. Uh, he he even was, was able to play drums with the... Guys in Rush, when they got uh, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, um, I know that was a huge deal for him and, well, for Dave as well. Uh, I was also able to see them this past summer with some very special people, and <clears throat> it was a fun experience. Again, I was not the huge, I'm not and was not the biggest Foo Fighters fan, but they've just kind of always been there. Um, they're one of those bands that I always said I could never listen to a full album by them. Um, and that probably still stands true now. And, and not because their albums aren't bad, they're just, it, it gets a little much for me after a little while. It, that's just me. I know ever uh, I know a ton of people that love them, and that's fine. And God bless all of you for loving great music because they were great, and still are. All of those guys in that band are absolutely amazing musicians. And fuck David, Dave Grohl, and Tyler Hawkins from everything I've read, seen, heard, two of the nicest guys in the business. Um, we still up. Uh, to this point, I am recording on the 31st of March, 2022. Uh, we still do not know the exact cause of death. There are rumors flying around, but I'm not talking about any of those until everything's ironclad and, and, and told to us Well, when everything's figured out. But it was a sad occasion, and I decided for the next couple of shows to kind of go again off the rails from my original plot of just playing things that are within my um, 
collection of vinyl, <clears throat> which is kind of how this the, the impetus of this whole show started. And for the next couple of shows, probably five or six, maybe seven, I'm going to delve into the music of those that we have lost over the last seven years. Now, why did I pick seven years? I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, it just kind of seemed like the right thing to do to pick the next, you know, folks that we're going to hear some stuff from, from people that have unfortunately we've lost. And we're going to start in the year of 2015 and kind of just go from there. And I think part of the reason I started in 2015 um, will be the loss of, of one of the few people that I'll be talking about later today that kind of helped Im impact me, uh, was part of my music, is, is and was part of my musical DNA. And they deserve a little bit of love. Um, even though it's been a few years and maybe they weren't the, the, the top guys in the band or something. They still deserve a little bit of love other than just a little footnote in history. And yeah, my show is probably just a little footnote in history. But hey, it's important to me and to those of you who are out there still listening. And I just want to give a little bit of love to everybody that still is. You are making this this dude... You're just making me feel really, really good. Um, you guys are amazing. I, I love that you're sharing with other people and I'm hoping other people will do the same that may not know me, but like what I'm doing. So anyway, um, <clears throat> our unfortunate first death from the year, this is mild. This is also not entirely chronological and it's not everybody from each year. There's a lot of people, um, Especially in 2015, I counted them up. There's 93 people that were of some sort of import or influence in the music business that we lost. Um, I think I've got about 30 here or so. And we're going to play a track or two from each person that, or, or the bands that they were part of or did something for. And our first one is Dallas Taylor. He was the drummer for Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. Uh, played the drums on their first two albums, CSNY and uh, Deja Vu. He also worked with Stephen Stills afterwards on solo projects, worked on Manassas, uh, worked with um, uh, Graham Nash as well. And if I remember and if I read correctly, he also <laughs> did some side work for uh, some drum work for David Crosby. So I'm going to play one of those songs that just kind of highlights his drumming a little bit in the um, in the background. We're going to listen to, to the title track from Deja Vu, which is <laughs> Deja Vu. Three, 
Ah, what a beautiful song. From, well, from a group of guys, at least one or two of them that are kind of not all that beautiful these days. But, you know, they still made some absolutely beautiful music. And I'm sure you're going to hear that word from me a lot today, beautiful, because it's just how I feel about it. Wonderful to sing along to if you can, even if you can't, you're all off key, that's okay, as long as you're enjoying it. So yeah, that was uh, my little tribute to Dallas Taylor, drummer for CSNY. Uh, coming up next on our little program here, we have uh, Joe B. Malden. Um, anybody who's considerably older than me will probably know know who I'm talking about, but if you don't, he was the bass player for the Crickets, and yes, the infamous Buddy Holly and the Crickets, another musician we lost ridiculously too soon, um, one of the first Members of the 27 Club, I guess you could call him. Or no, actually, I take that back. He was not that old. He wasn't even that old. But he was one of the first in first deaths in rock and roll that really hit hard to a lot of people. Because it wasn't just him that we lost that day. The day the music died. Um, we also lost the Big Bopper and Richie Valens um, in a fateful plane crash in... Uh, what was it? Iowa, I believe. Uh, I think that's where it was. Uh, that one I'm going from by memory. And I'm getting old and my memory isn't quite as good as it used to be. Still pretty damn good, but not that great. Um, but Joe Malden also um, went on to be an engineer at the Hit Factory for uh, Phil Spector and also for Brian Wilson. And today we are going to play a tune, obviously, from... Buddy Holly and the Crickets, this is their, oh, I don't know, probably their most famous and well-known song. Let's hear a little. Peggy shit. If you knew Peggy Sue, then you know why I feel blue without Peggy. Oh, well, I love you, Gallows. I love you, Peggy Sue. Peggy Sue, Peggy Sue. Oh, how my heart yearns for you. Oh, Peggy, my Peggy Sue. Oh, well, I love you, Gallows. I love you, Peggy Sue. Pretty, pretty Peggy Sue. Oh, hell yeah. That bass line on there is pretty badass as well. And that was from a stand-up bass back in the day. The man could play it. The man could play it. And again, much love to you, Mr. Molden. Malden. <coughs> Excuse me. And also, a little bit of love on the side there for Buddy Holly, Big Bopper, and... Mr. La Bamba, Richie Valens. 
up next on our little uh, list here and on our tra- in in our travels today, we are going to be talking about Sam Houston Andrew. He was the uh, guitar player and one of these prime uh, prime songwriters for. The Big Brother and the Holding Company, better off known as uh, the backing band for another <laughs> of those we lost way too soon. And this one, she was part of the 27 Club, and we are talking about none other, none other than Miss Janis Joplin. Uh, Big Brother and the Holding Company was not just her backing band. They did do um, things um, after she unfortunately passed, nothing that was... Of chart note, but they continued being musicians and, and doing their thing for a long time. But the song I'm going to play is not one of their big hits, uh, at, at least as far as, you know, Janice being on vocals. But it has been considered one of the greatest psychedelic guitar riffs of in history. Um, it is summertime. It is... Obviously, it is during the era of Janice, um, but it's, I'm not playing it just because, it's, you know, it's Janice, but um, I'm playing it because it is actually a really badass guitar riff, and it's just a really good song. I mean, other bands have covered it, other bands have used pieces of it to, you know, promote themselves or not promote them, but as part of their songs, things like that. I mean, shit, Sublime used it, um, a, a version of this song is, is can be heard in their version of Summertime. Uh, so yeah, so let's, let's dig into it there, brothers and sisters, and hopefully you guys dig this as much as I do. Don't you cry 
damn 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 that's all I have to say about that that is some amazing amazing guitar riffs and the soul and Miss Joplin cannot be denied that woman had something another one we lost way way too early but her influence can definitely be felt as can that ringing guitar riff uh, it, it that's just a beautiful absolutely gorgeous guitar riff right there <clears throat> i can't say it don't get much better but i'll tell you what man there are some there are some guys out there that uh, that need to take a little lesson from mr sam houston andrew rest in peace my man rest in peace the next group the next cat i want to talk about today or yeah today <laughs> is uh edgar freeze i believe that's how you say his name he is unfortunately german and i'm not sure i'm saying this right but it's spelled f-r-o-e-s-e he is better known as tangerine dream he's had a lot of people that rotated within and out but he is the only founding member and the prime member of tangerine dream now from those of you who don't know what tangerine dream is it was um they were a group of guys that did some really cool new agey uh it would be the best way to kind of describe it uh kraut rock um think in the vein of uh craft work um before craft work um you know just just some really crazy weird atmospheric stuff and they were part of soundtracks especially in the 80s for some pretty crazy great movies and the track i'm going to play from them today is just exactly that and from probably one of my favorite movies from the 80s uh a, a movie called legend starring tom cruise tim curry and uh um mia sarah and oh the infamous if you don't know who he is i'm sorry but the infamous billy barty as well uh one of those movies that kind of just is another one that's just part of me um just little bits and pieces of it here and there that consistently come up in my world matter of fact uh few months ago if anybody's in interested <laughs> cheap plug here because i can do it because this is my show cheap plug i did a uh, photo negative rendering of tim curry's character in that uh, he plays darkness uh essentially the the son of satan so to speak uh, the son of the devil whatever but i did a uh, photo negative rendering of him and if anybody's interested check it out on my instagram and or my Facebook, and if you're interested in a print of it, let me know. We'll jibber-jabber about it, as I've said in the past. But, <laughs> enough of my cheap plugs and bullshit, because that's not what this is about. This show is about, unfortunately, celebrating those that we have lost in the last seven years or so in rock and roll. And Mr. Edgar Freeze, Edgar Freeze is one of those people. Here is uh, Tangerine Dream and John Anderson doing from Yes doing the vocals on this particular track. I hope you dig it. 
I wasn't lying about that whole new agey atmospheric stuff. It definitely sounds like the 80s, doesn't it, kids? Oh my goodness. That is Love by the Sun by Tangerine Dream with John Anderson from Yes on lead vocals from the soundtrack of the movie Legend. And that is my little tribute to Edgar Freeze of Tangerine Dream. Coming up next, we got a little songstress from the 60s era. Uh, Leslie Gore, unfortunately, lost her lost her life as well in 2015. Uh, she is a singer-songwriter, and if any of you guys out there know, you know, It's My Party or, or uh, <coughs> um, oh shoot, what were the other ones? There's two or three of hers out there that are huge hits, all of them kind of revolving around the fact that you know, bitch, get away from my boyfriend kind of thing. <clears throat> my boyfriend's back, things like that, those kind of songs. Um, and she was a singer-songwriter that uh, she she did, she did had some other stuff in, in the music world as well. Uh, producer, things of that nature. And she unfortunately lost her battle with the world of, of life and death that year as well. So let's play a little bit of It's My Party by the illustrious, beautiful, and wonderful Leslie Gore. It's my party and I cry if I want to. Cry if I want to. Cry if I want to. You would cry too if it happened to you. Nobody knows where my Johnny has gone. from the 60s little miss leslie gore and unfortunately she left us as well in 2015 i did want to kind of throw a little correction out there uh 
her two other large top 40 hits were Judy's Turn to Cry and You Don't Own Me. I feel really terrible for not knowing those off the top of my head. Um, but I wanted to make sure that I got that out there for us. So, anyway, uh, next on our journey, actually, we unfortunately have two people that we have to talk about. They did not die at the same time. Uh, they were, however, part of the same band. They did die during the same year. Um, and those two people are Jimmy Greenspan, who was the keyboardist, and Corey Wells, who was one of the infamous vocalists for Three Dog Night. Yes, Three Dog Night. Three-part harmonies don't get much better than those three guys. I'll tell you what, maybe you might make a little bit of a play for CSN, but... Three Dog Night had their thing on three-part harmonies. And I'm actually going to play two tracks from them, kind of highlighting both gentlemen. The first one, of course, is the infamous Joy to the World. Now, why am I playing Joy to the World? Frig, everybody knows Joy to the World, you know. But I'm playing that one because Jimmy Greenspan was the keyboard player for them. And this is one of those tracks that just kind of really highlights him being a great keyboardist and one of those guys that can apparently write a friggin' hook when it comes to the keys because if you don't know this song right off the bat without hearing the first lyrics you don't even have to hear those first lines you should know what this song is um i, I don't know but uh and then uh, we're gonna move right from there and i'm not gonna talk in between i'm gonna move right from track to track and the other song we're going to play is mama told me now the reason i'm playing that one in particular is because that was Corey Wells. Um, Corey Wells was on the lead vocal on that track, as opposed to um, uh, uh, shoot. Um, oh my God, I can hear his his. Um, anyway, he 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 had lead vocals, um, as opposed to generally who you hear, Chuck Negron. That's the word. That's the guy's name I was looking for. Good Lord. The rock gods would have smote me for that one. Uh, but anyway, so we're going to play both of those tracks kind of back to back. Um, obviously, I'm not going to play the whole track because that's just not what I do. Uh, so here we go. Here's a little uh, Jeremiah was a bullfrog, you know? Yeah, you do.
So I know I said something about his keyboard riff, Mr. Greenspan's keyboard riff on Joy to the World. And if you didn't know what song that was by that first couple of notes, there's something wrong with you. Well, same can also be said for uh, Mama Told Me Not to Come because that's another iconic just notes that everybody should know should be in your DNA as well because that's just one of those great songs and it's used everywhere I mean shit it was even in Boogie Nights for crying out loud so anyway uh, moving right along because we still have quite a few to get through and some really important ones coming up as well at least important to me um, this next gentleman um, was actually pretty important to me too kind of um, the band was Toto um, and we are talking right now about Mr. Mike Porcaro. Uh, he was the bass player. He was the bass player for them from, uh, 1982 on through. Um, they're just one of those bands that's just kind of always there. Kind of like the Foo Fighters. They were always there. They were always part of it. They were part of, of everybody's soundtrack back in the day. And, he unfortunately was not on, did not play on the record that really made Toto a household name, which was Toto 4, which had Africa and Rosanna, um, a couple other tracks on there too. But he was on every album after that, and he toured with them during uh, touring for Toto 4. And the other part that I found that I was not aware of is that two of his brothers are also part of the band. I do not have their names in front of me, but the three Porcaro brothers were the the majority of Toto (laughs) at one point in time. Um, I am, however, going to play a track that most people should know, at least most of the kids from the 80s and the 90s. Anyway, not the 90s, but... Here's a little I'll Be Over You by Toto. Some people live their dreams. Some people close their eyes. Some people's destiny passes by. So, how many of you out there didn't know that was Toto? Just sappy top 40 80s radio, right? Probably never even realized that was Toto, did you? No, bet you didn't. 
Uh, <clears throat> it was just one of those ones that was always on the radio. You always friggin' heard it. Great song, though. Sappy and wonderful all at the same time. Plus, you know what? His bass line in that was pretty pretty good, too. Gotta, gotta say, he's a good bass player. Um, up next, we are moving from bass to drums. Uh, kind of appropriate for the mood and, and who sparked the interest in doing this type this type of show this uh next couple of weeks um we have bruce crump who was the drummer for molly hatchet now who the hell is molly hatchet well they're another one of those bands that was kind of a two three hit wonder in the 70s and the 80s seven uh a southern rock band honestly i didn't realize they were southern rock uh myself and I, I, for some reason, always get them mixed up with Kim Mitchell and Max Webster. Those guys, they, they, for some reason, those, and, and they're all from totally different parts of the world. And Kim Mitchell and Max Webster both are Canadian. And Molly Hatchet, the band, is from down south here in the United States. Um, <clears throat> They only had a couple of really, two, I think two, maybe three large hits. The one I'm going to play for you is one of their hits. It is uh, Dreams I'll Never See. And it's one of those songs that you probably are thinking about and saying, huh, Dreams I'll Never See, huh? Now when I play the track, you will know exactly the song I'm talking about. Because, I don't know, it's just one of them songs that you don't think, oh, that's the name of the song? But here it is, Dreams I'll Never See by Molly Hatchett, saluting their drummer, Bruce Crump. I mean, he kind of buries the lead. He kind of mumbles the name of the song, and it ring round never see gear. Just kind of mumbles right through him. So how the hell are you supposed to realize that's the name of the song? Anyway, <clears throat> um, again, keeping with the theme of drummers uh, that we've lost, we are now moving right along into a completely different genre of music. Um, 
let's move into some uh, 80s metal. Ah, yes, some 80s metal. And one of the best of the best from that era. And thank the lords that Mr. D. Snyder is still with us out there rocking, kicking it, and fighting for us as rock and roll listeners and not taking any shit. But he's not who I want to talk about. Unfortunately, that year is the year that uh, Twisted Sister lost their longtime drummer, A.J. Pirro, and that D. Snyder lost a very good friend. Uh, I've seen many old documentary and interviews, and he was uh, really hurt and upset that A.J. lost his life because a lot of his issues could have been mitigated if he had just done the right things a lot of times. Um, so anyway, um, I'm going to play probably their biggest hit of all time. Now there's a reason for it. Again, this is another one of those tracks that the minute you hear the drum riff, you know exactly what song it is, you know who it is, you know that you're ready to just rage. I, I wanted to play another song, but this one just fit the moment. So here we go. A little bit of, um, you know, we're not going to take it. authority song at least from that genre of music anyway that is we are not gonna take it by twisted sister and their drummer aj piro rest in thunder sir you created one of the most iconic drum intros of all time one of them just one coming up next uh, again, sticking with the theme of drummers, 2015, ugh, uh, <clears throat> we lost Bob Burns, um, who was the original drummer for Leonard Skinnerd. He played on the first two records, it's pronounced Leonard Skinnerd and Second Helping, and was a songwriter as well as the drummer and did help in the construct of one of their most iconic songs. Um, definitely one of my favorite songs by um, Skinner. And it's also one of those most covered by Skinner as well. And no, it's not Freebird. Thank you. 
Freebird, but god damn that song is awesome. Love Simple Man. Such a good, good, good track from them. Very slow, very sad, very somber. And just a, a I don't know if you really call it, I guess you'd call it a storytelling song. But it's an absolutely amazing, wonderful southern rock song. Always been one of my favorites. And I'm glad that there are other people out there that find it just as important to them. Coming up next was the singer of one of my favorite songs of all time. It's a little bit of a gear shift, um, at least as far as genre. Um... and I, I can't say I was like devastated when the man passed, but this is definitely one of my favorite songs of all time. I do remember when I heard that he had passed. Unfortunately, I don't know a ton of other music by this gentleman. Um, but this song, from the very first moment I heard it, just moved me. I was a... early teen maybe even preteen the first time i heard it and it was just one of the loveliest love songs i'd ever heard and it has been one of my favorites ever since and will be just for the simple fact of its truth and that it the man sang the absolute shit out of this song the man i'm talking about is percy sledge the song i'm talking about is when a man loves a woman.
so beautiful. I love that song. I can't say that enough. It just hits me in the feels. And the words are so true. When a man loves a woman, can't keep his mind on nothing else. So poignant and so true. And now we're going to switch gears yet again because, you know, that's just what this list has made me do. And we're going to go to one of the most influential songs in history. Now I can say this because I've I know this song was one of those songs that made every kid in America at that time want to pick up a guitar and sit in a, and sit in their garage with their friends and try to be a rock band. And the gentleman that we lost was the lead guitarist and singer of the Kingsman, Jack Eli. And the song I'm talking about, well, you'll know what I mean. song spawn hundreds of garage rock bands and punk rock and surf rock and everything else <laughs> they were one of the first bands investigated by the FB freaking <laughs> because the lyrics are so hard to understand people back in the fit late 50s early 60s had no idea what they were saying they just knew it was a bad influence on their kids and they got all twisted about it gotta love parents <laughs> anyway yes the song that spawned the love of just pure rock and roll and you know what by the way it's a goddamn sea shanty <laughs> <laughs> anyway, coming up next on our list of unfortunate losses in 2015, this one kind of hurt a little bit. Uh, he was a singer in one of the best R&B groups of the era. Uh, he was also a prolific solo artist as well, producer, record guy. And I'm talking right now about Mr. Ben E. King. Now... This is going to be another one of those. I'm going to play two tracks. Uh, no break in between. No me jibber-jabbering. The first track is his most infamous and famous as a solo artist. We're going to listen to a little Stand By Me. And the R&B group that he was a part of was the Drifters. And I'm also going to play Save, a little, Save the Last Dance for Me <coughs> from the Drifters. 
I, I I don't know what to say other than these songs are just absolutely amazing, wonderful, beautiful. There's nothing wrong with either one of these songs. It's rock and roll history, man. When the night has come And the land is dark And the moon is the only light we'll see No, I won't be afraid Oh, I won't be afraid Just as long as you stand Stand by me so darling, darling, stand by me Oh, stand by me Oh, stand You can dance Every dance with the guy who gives you the eye Let him hold you tight You can smile Every smile for the man who held your hand Neath the pale light but don't forget who's taking you home and in whose arms you're gonna be. So darling, say the last dance for me. Mm. Oh, I know, oh, I know that the music's yes, fine like sparkling oh, wine. Go and have your yes, fun. Oh, I know. Laugh and sing. Yes, I know. But while we're oh, apart, don't give your yes, heart to anyone. Oh, there's the incomparable Ben E. King. And the Drifters. Coming up next on our little journey, uh, we're going to switch gears yet again. And this time we're going to talk about Craig Gruber. Craig Gruber was the bass player for uh, Elf. He was also played bass for Gary Moore. And most famously for... Rainbow. That would be Richie Blackmore's Rainbow. And this also has a little something to do with another death that we will be talking about in the next couple of shows. The loss of Mr. Ronnie James Dio. But right now, this is about the bass player, Craig Gruber. And he played with Mr. Dio in both Elf and Rainbow. And actually was going to be on the original uh, Heaven and Hell uh, version of Sabbath until Geezer <laughs> heard the track that he wrote and was like, oh yeah, that's a really good track and I want to come back. So they ousted Craig Gruber off of bass in Sabbath and brought in, brought back in Geezer. That all being said, though, uh, this is a little bit of Man on the Silver Mountain by Rainbow. <laughs> Thank you. 
such good stuff there. Such good stuff there. Thank you, Mr. Gruber, for writing such wonderful bass lines. Up next. This one hurts on a couple of different levels. It, it, it hurt when I heard it. I... I tend to... I, I, I have found out over the last couple of... The last couple of months with everything that has happened to me in my life personally... That I've had more... People that I don't know... That had some sort of impact on my life hurt when they leave than some of the people that I knew personally. Um, it, it sounds terrible. It sounds kind of crass. Sounds, I guess, almost sociopathic. But at the same time, I guess, not being as close to the people in real life that I, I, I have lost over the last month or so, didn't help this kind of attitude but there are some people in the music world that when they passed it was you know hard to hear it was it was hard for me to hear about taylor hawkins and i didn't know the guy or anything but i knew he was a good dude and i knew that the people that i lost were good people too um but i guess maybe because music has been the thing that's saved me from depression and saved me from you know anger and made the good times feel just that much better i i don't know but anyway when when this gentleman passed away yes he had lived a long life he was old but still kind of like oh really i'm talking about the none other than bb king um he was not my favorite blues artist, but he was one of those guys that, again, was just always there. And he was an amazing player. There is something to be said about a man whose career spanned almost 70 years. Um, prolific is not even a good enough word, but one of the most prolific blues men of all time. And no, I am not going to play The Thrill is Gone. Good, that would be kind of just silly. I mean, the man had a, had a career that spanned forever. I am, however, going to play the song he wrote about his guitar. Let's play a little Lucille. sound that you're listening to is from my guitar that's named Lucille. 
I'm very crazy about Lucille. Lucille took me from the plantation. Oh, and you might say, brought me fame. I don't think I could just talk enough about Lucille. Sometime when I'm blue, seem like Lucille try to help me call my name. I used to sing spirituals, and I thought that this. I do believe he just said the same thing I did. I do believe Lucille was calling my name when I was feeling blue. Just like his music and many others called to me when I was feeling blue. And help me not be that way. And that's the beautiful thing about music. It's one of those art forms that just hits the brain in the right place. It makes us all feel good. Even when we feel miserable. Sometimes we need to feel miserable. But sometimes it helps get us away from that. And sometimes it helps us feel miserable in the right ways. Next on our list is another one that, uh, this one didn't hit me as hard, I don't think, um, as a loss, but it definitely meant something to me, and this is, uh, Chris Squire, and Chris Squire, for those of you who don't know, was a amazing bass player, and he was the bass player and founding member of Yes. And he is the only member of Yes that is on every single recording up to his death. He is the only member of the band that has been on every album from the beginning to the end. So, that being the case, um, I'm going to play two tracks again by this man. And the reason for that is because his career spanned a really long time and their the band sound changed and you know he was instrumental obviously in that change and and it's just kind of fair to play tracks that are sound different and highlight who he is. So the first track is going to be from the Union album from 1991. And this is Lift Me Up. Second one will be from the 1970 Yes album. And that will be Starship Trooper.
something there that kind of highlighted his bass playing as opposed to just kind of playing up wanted to be still I wanted it to sound different and that definitely did that was some heavy bass ripping right there and some really cool sounds <clears throat> uh, next on our list for this evening today tomorrow whenever you're listening to this is Gary Richrath and he was the guitarist and songwriter for REO Speedwagon uh, primarily from 70 through 89 um, he obviously is no longer with us and is also no longer part of the band after 1989 kind of out of their heyday anyway uh, I did get a chance to see these guys play live, uh, actually, right around the same year and time, pretty close anyway, no, well, about two years out, uh, anyway, a few years ago I got to see them play with, uh, Tesla and, uh, Def Leppard, and what an amazing show from all three guys, Tesla kept the place rocking even though they were the first ones out there playing, Kept the guy, uh, kept the crowd going, got everybody interested in the show. Ario came on and and rocked it out as well. And then we had the wonderful five guys from Def Leppard out there on stage, a band I cannot wait to see again this summer. Oh my God, cannot wait. <clears throat> so anyway, we are going to play a track from his run in the band. <laughs> Funnily enough. We're going to be listening to Take It On The Run by R.O.F. Speedwagon. Rest in peace, Mr. Gary Richrath. Rest in peace. Heard it from a friend who Heard it from a friend who Heard it from another you've been messing around They say you got a
Ah, one of my favorite songs from the guys in our air speedwagon. Take it on the run. Rest in peace, Gary. Next on our list is one with a little bit of a interesting history to it. This man replaced someone on drums for one of their this band's most iconic and first humongous hit. His name is Andy White. And he played drums on this track. star Ringo was out of the band for a cup of coffee because he had gotten sick during the recording of this here album and had to be replaced due to their tumultuous recording schedule back in the day and Andy White was lucky lucky enough to be the guy that stood in and played the drums on one of the biggest tracks for these guys off of the please please me album so rest in peace, Mr. White. You did an amazing job. Thank you. Coming up next on our list is someone also from an iconic band from the 60s. Miss Cynthia Robinson. And she's one of the few people that's name-checked in a song. And it's kind of fun. And it's kind of cool. And I'm talking about Cynthia Robinson, and she was from Sly and the Family Stone. She was a vocalist, and probably, at least in Questlove's opinion, one of the first hype women to grace the stage. She was also a trumpeter, and played trumpet and sang for Sly and the Family Stone. So here we go, with a little bit of a track from this young lady, and the rest of the band a little dance to the music.
That's right. All the squares go home. One of the greatest of all hype people on the stage. Miss Cynthia Robinson. A little dance to the music from Sly and the Family Stone. Rest in peace, my dear. Rest in peace. Yes, that shuffling is me. Shuffling over to the last page of my notes. And the last four people we're going to talk about. Now, the first one. Uh, I'm going to do this a little out of order than I originally had. And there's a reason. Um, because... She fits a little bit better into uh, the last song we played. Uh, better than at least the next couple of tracks will. Uh, this wonderful woman, songstress, music royalty, as it were, uh, <clears throat> passed away on the 31st of December of 2015. Um the other two, the other three gentlemen I'm going to be talk about, talking about here shortly passed away before her. But again, this is more for musical continuity than anything else. And I am talking about the incomparable, beautiful Miss Natalie Cole. Actually, she fits in very well with the last four gentlemen. Well, the last three gentlemen, excuse me. Uh, she, just like these guys coming up, had kind of a resurgence in her career after battling substance abuse and uh, other addictions. <clears throat> and it was wonderful to see her be able to make a comeback and thrive and deservedly so. Um, and I'm not going to play it, but she was also able to do a duet with her uh, long since past father, uh, Nat King Cole. And she did a duet with him posthumously of Unforgettable. And it's absolutely gorgeous. And if you're too young to uh, to know what I'm talking about, get on your Google machines and look that shit up because it's absolutely a beautiful rendition of that song. 
my next two songs are um, from someone that had many stints and comebacks in his relatively short career, if you really think about it, as, as, as far as numbers, um, as far as length of time. I am talking about the infamous Scott Weiland, who was one of the last people we lost in 2015. And honestly, just like many other people who are in the music business or love music, kind of thought this was coming at some point and probably should have happened years prior just due to the amount of drugs that that man consumed and the trouble that he tended to get himself into on the regular but it did not change the man's ability to write songs and to sing the shit out of them and I guess maybe that's why he did stick around a little bit longer than he probably should have because he had something to say anyway um, the first song I'm going to play is off of their debut album STP's debut album Core and it is my favorite track off of the album. It is not a it is not a hit. Um, not sure why I love this song, other than the lyrics that are in it that just kind of like, oh, wow, did he really just say that? Uh, this is Cracker Man. say that crack a man he's a man crack a man he's a woman too come on those are just great lyrics i love that anyway coming up next is another track from them and this is from their uh what i believe they called four uh, the one the black one with the star on it and we're listening to a little bit of sour girl
Hey, what are you looking at? Rest in peace, Mr. Wayland. You are missed. You are missed. Coming up next, I, I was going to play three or four songs, but we're starting to run a little bit long here. And I mean no disrespect to the man, because, you know, he's God. I mean, there's no way to, no, no two ways about it. No, no other way to play this. Lemmy is God. But Lemmy wasn't the only one that passed away that year. Um, we lost Lemmy on December 28th of 2015. And we lost Phil Taylor, the drummer of Motorhead, on November 11th of, the, of that year as well. And the track I'm going to play is probably a little cliche, especially for me. It is not their biggest hit. It is not whatever the one everybody knows. At least not everybody that doesn't run in the same circles that I did. But this track means a lot to me just because of who he wrote it for and what it meant at the time. So, going to send us off tonight with a little bit of this track. Time to play the game Time to play the game <laughs> my tribute to those that we lost at least a quarter of those we lost in 2015 they said there was 93 people that were important to the rock and roll industry in one way or another that we that passed away on us in 2015 and that just kind of scratches the surface which will be the case for the other shows that I'm going to do but all of that being said and all of that being done, I just want to say to everybody out there that's listening, much love. I love you all. Thank you for listening. And this has been Coffee and Vinyl. And I have been your host. And you can find me on the social medias. Take care. Love you. Tony a trumpet, come on and spill some paint. Let's raise a glass of milk to the end of another day and to 
kiss that's still intangible and the kids are all right just unmanageable they won't do a damn thing you say Voices all attached on the radio wave 